I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This morning, glory for the Aussies. History made in Dubai. Australia wins the T20 World Cup over New Zealand. Queen cancels. Her Majesty pulls out of Remembrance Sunday after spraining her back. Ready to evacuate, New South Wales residents prepare for major flooding. A torrent of water heads towards towns. And AFL star Liam Jones quits the game in a shock vaccine standoff. NRL stars could be next. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Our Aussie cricketers have made history in Dubai, defeating New Zealand to win the T20 World Cup for the first time. Mitchell Marsh put on a power-hitting masterclass, his unbeaten 77, guiding the Aussies to a crushing eight-wicket win. The eyes of the cricket world once again on the trans-Tasman rivals. Josh Hazelwood's revolution from test star to T20 master completed on the biggest stage. Beautiful bowling from Hazelwood. Three for 16 for the Benjamin Bullet, but he didn't hold every chance that came his way. Oh, no, taken, no, not taken. And for everything happened. The Kiwi skipper dropped on 21 and made the most of his second life. Williamson, New Zealand's saviour, a swashbuckling 85, taking a black caps to four for 172. A tournament to forget for Aaron Finch, the final no different, out for five. He can, he's got great hands, McDowell Mitchell. Where Finch failed, David Warner passed with flying colours. Dropped from his IPL outfit, Warner found it easy going on his way to a half century. But really, this was the Mitchell Marsh show. He's connected that as well as anybody in the game ever has. The fastest ever World Cup final 50, the Aussies had plenty of reason to celebrate early. Often criticised throughout his international career, Marsh's name now firmly etched in Australian sporting history. A first T20 World Cup win to remember for the men in green and gold. I mean, what an amazing six weeks with this group of men. Uh, absolute love and death and well champs. James Manton, 7 News. There are renewed concerns about the Queen's health this morning after Her Majesty pulled out of the Remembrance Sunday service in London. Buckingham Palace says the 95-year-old monarch was disappointed not to attend after she sprained her back. Prince Charles laid a wreath at the Cenotaph in her, on her behalf. The Queen has spent the past two weeks resting on doctor's advice after spending a night in hospital last month for a series of health checks. 
Residents in the New South Wales Central West are bracing for major flooding. SES volunteers have gone door to door in Forbes, urging thousands of people to prepare to evacuate, with the Lachlan River expected to peak at over 10.5 metres. It is coming in slowly and it will recede slowly because there's so much water. Uh, we're saturated on the ground. The flood alert is being driven by outflow from the nearby Wyangala Dam, which sits close to 105% capacity. Snow has fallen across parts of Victoria and New South Wales just two weeks out from summer. An unseasonable cold snap saw temperatures plummet to as low as minus three degrees, with Mount Buller and Mount Hotham dusted in white. There were similar scenes across the border. This was Charlotte Pass over the weekend. The cold front has also brought heavy rain and strong winds. Hundreds of demonstrators are planning to camp outside Victoria's state parliament, staging a 24-7 protest against the government's proposed pandemic laws. The opposition is vowing to fight the legislation every step of the way. Under the new laws, there can be a pandemic in uh, Romania and he can lock us down in Victoria. The bill heads to the upper house this week. Vaccine mandates have claimed a high-profile scalp, with an AFL star choosing to retire rather than get vaccinated. Faced with the football code's no-jab-no-play policy, Carlton's Liam Jones has opted to give the game away at the age of 30. Some NRL players could face a similar choice, with the code considering its policy towards the unvaccinated. 15 stars could end up being stood down without pay if they refuse the shot. Queensland has finally reached its 70% double-dose vaccination target and will begin opening up. Thousands of interstate travellers will be allowed to fly in from hotspots. They must be fully vaccinated and complete 14 days of home quarantine. The state won't fully reopen until December 17 when it hits 80%. A decision to reject an increase of emissions reduction targets in the wake of the Glasgow Climate Summit is being hailed as an economic win for Australia. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Rob. This decision means Australian coal mines will be able to remain open. It does indeed, Jody. with Resources Minister Keith Pitt uh, saying coal will continue to be a key export for years to come after a last-minute intervention from India and China succeeded in watering down commitments at the conference, changing the phase out of coal to a phase down, a move which brought the summit president to tears, but it was a compromise that was ultimately accepted by the almost 200 countries in Glasgow, a deal which will see Australia continue to be one of the world's biggest miners and exporters of coal. That as climate change continues to shape as a key battleground at the next election, with the head-to-head contest between Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese the closest it's been since March last year. The latest news poll shows while Mr Morrison remains the preferred Prime Minister, he has lost two points to 46%, while Mr Albanese has gained four to 38%. On a two-party preferred basis, the coalition trails Labor 47 to 53, a slight improvement for the government which has come since it committed to hitting net zero by 2050. Jody. Okay, Rob Scott, thank you. It's expected to take days for a factory fire to be brought under control north of Sydney. Hundreds of firefighters were called to battle the dangerous inferno at Curry Curry that's being fuelled by chemicals and hand sanitizer. Strong winds have spread toxic smoke over homes. There are claims that it was deliberately lit, but investigators won't be able to determine the, ex- the cause until the blaze is put out. 
There'll be a last hurrah on Sydney Harbour this morning for the Australian Navy's last oil tanker, the HMAS Sirius. The supply ship is returning to Western Australia to be decommissioned and replaced by two brand new oilers. Navy units will be stationed around the harbour while a Seahawk flies overhead to watch Sirius do one last lap before heading home. A crime scene has been established in Brisbane South after a woman's body was found in a septic tank. The disturbing discovery was made at an isolated property in Palara with the woman's son alerting authorities she'd been missing. Police have not confirmed if the death is suspicious. Police have made a promising new discovery that may prove crucial in the search for a missing couple in the Victorian high country. They're focusing their search efforts on a particular four-wheel drive and have gone public with new clues in the hope of a breakthrough. The owner of this four-wheel drive still hasn't come forward a week after a statewide appeal, making it more likely they're avoiding police. We're getting very close. Detectives believe the vehicle captured leaving the Alpine region could be the vital clue in the suspected murders of Russell Hill and Carol Clay. Seven News can reveal the car they're looking for is a GU model blue Nissan Patrol five-door wagon. It's a Series 1, built between 1997 and 2001. But an even bigger clue is an awning on the left-hand side of the car branded Kings and a PVC water pipe on the driver's side. This new information narrows the hunt for those responsible. We are now getting a lot of information coming in from the public. As police probe a new theory that's emerged this week, the killer may have tried to blow up their campsite to destroy any evidence. Two gas bottles were found inside the tent, which are now with police. But Mr Hill's drone has never been found. I always say it could be, could be the next phone call. Um, that's, how, that's how close we could be. Detectives now hoping that breakthrough call is just hours away. Cassie Zervos, 7 News. More family reunions are back on the cards ahead of the festive season, with Rex becoming the latest to recommence interstate flights. The airline will mark its return to interstate travel from today, with the first Sydney to Melbourne flight taking off later this morning. Rex is also resuming regional flights in New South Wales. There's new hope for those managing diabetes. The federal government has released a national strategy to combat the disease. It's focused on many things, but above all else, it's focused on a simple message. Prevention, prevention, prevention. The plan will be implemented over 10 years to help the more than 1 million people nationwide. Australian researchers have developed a groundbreaking new treatment for burns victims. The gel dressing not only boosts healing, but cuts the risk of infection, helping patients to recover much faster. When Jai Pearce was eight years old, he was leaning over a bowl of boiling water and eucalyptus oil to relieve a stuffy nose when it tipped. I didn't like the smell, so I lifted my head up and that just pulled it all onto my chest and onto my lap. He suffered horrific burns. My skin was peeling off. That's probably the most excruciating thing as a mother to watch. You know, have your son literally falling apart in front of you. Burns units treat hundreds of patients like Jai every year. Traditional dressings contain silver to kill bacteria in the wound, but it can be toxic to skin cells. 
The current uh, therapies that we use are a little clumsy and we would look forward to having uh, a more refined uh, product. And now UniSA researchers believe they've created just that. It's a gel dressing containing nanoparticles of silver, but the silver's only released when infections detected. We can um, offer um, not just the treatment and healing of wounds, but also uses as a protective dressing that can get activated if the, if the infection reappears. Encouraged by the initial findings, the Women's and Children's Hospital will be providing skin samples to help scientists further their research. A first of its kind treatment for some of our bravest patients. Gertie Sperling, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones finished the week higher. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FTSE fell. Germany's DAX gained. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,867 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 80 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 73.36 US cents, 83.5 Japanese yen and $1.04 New Zealand. A key witness has broken his silence about what he claims to have seen happen between Prince Andrew and his accuser, Virginia Dufresne. The man worked as an employee on Jeffrey Epstein's private Caribbean island and allegedly saw the pair together. He was at the pool. He was with, at that time, an unknown girl to me. She was young. She didn't have any top on. They were engaged in foreplay. Virginia Dufresne is suing the prince, claiming he sexually abused her when she was 17. 500 National Guard troops are on standby in the US state of Wisconsin as the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial nears an end. Let's go live to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. They're bracing for the possibility of violent protests. And Jody, there's an irony in that because, of course, the claimed crimes happened in violent street protests in August 2020 last year. This was after Kenosha police had shot a black man and a couple of days of violent protests emerged, also in the wake of the George Floyd killing. Kyle Rittenhouse, then 17, took a Smith & Wesson semi-automatic rifle with him uh, to the streets, claiming he was out to protect property there, uh, finished up shooting dead two and shooting and wounding a third person and on trial for their killings could face life in prison. He broke down and cried in the last week after taking the unusual step on the advice of his defence lawyers to take the stand, typically defence lawyers in this country will advise those accused of murder or the equivalent uh, not to give evidence. Kyle Rittenhouse did. It's been a contentious trial at a number of levels, many on the American right, believing the young 17-year-old was actually behaving heroically in trying to protect property and had every right to be there. Others horrified that he took such a high-powered weapon that he didn't even have the right to buy into an inflammatory situation like the Kenosha street riots. Now a Kenosha jury likely to sit down in the next day or two and begin deliberating on whether they send Kyle Rittenhouse to prison for the rest of his life. Jody. Okay, Tim Lester in the US, thank you. A huge fire at an oil refinery in Indonesia has been extinguished, but thick smoke continues to billow from the complex. Fire crews managed to contain the blaze several hours after one of the fuel storage tanks caught alight. Overnight, flames lit up the night sky on the island of Java, forcing 80 people living nearby to flee their homes. The cause of the blaze is not yet known.
schools in the Indian capital New Delhi will be closed for a week as the city's air pollution crisis worsens. Dangerous levels of smog have also shut down construction sites in the city. Levels of the deadly particles in the air are around six times the global safety threshold. Authorities are considering a complete lockdown of New Delhi if the air quality continues to deteriorate. One of America's most notorious bank robbers has finally been identified. Ted Conrad disappeared 52 years ago after robbing the bank where he worked as a teller in Ohio. The then 20-year-old got away with $215,000, changed his name and lived a quiet life until his death earlier this year. The mystery was solved when investigators spotted his obituary and matched documents signed in the 60s to more recent paperwork from a bankruptcy case. Japan's former Princess Mako has left the country with her new husband to start a new life in the US. The 30-year-old gave up her royal title to marry her college sweetheart last month. Mako was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder after their three-year engagement was plagued by a money scandal and intense media scrutiny. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To sport now and Australia have won their first ever T20 World Cup after thrashing New Zealand in the final. Black Cap skipper Kane Williamson salvaged the Kiwis innings, his 85 leading them to 4 for 172. But David Warner and Mitchell Marsh made light work of the target in Australia's innings. Warner hitting 53 while Marsh picked up the man of the match with a brutal unbeaten 77, Australia completing an eight-wicket win. What an amazing six weeks with this group of men. Absolute love and death and world champs. Warner was also named player of the tournament. Australia's Remy Gardner has followed in the footsteps of his famous dad, Wayne Gardner, winning the Moto2 world title. Needing only to finish 13th in Valencia, Gardner's inauguration was put on hold after a first lap crash caused an early red flag. Back on the track and with his world champion dad watching on, a 10th place finish was all Gardner needed to secure his maiden world title. So many years of suffering, you know, so many points, you know, in, in my career, I just thought, you know, I'm not good enough, not going to make it, and I don't know how, but I turned it all around and made it happen. Fellow Aussie Jack Miller finished third to end his MotoGP season, but fans and famous faces came out in their thousands to say farewell to the legendary Valentino Rossi in his final ever race. 
The Socceroos World Cup qualification hopes have taken a big hit. Football Australia has confirmed star defender Harry Sutar is likely to miss the rest of the season and possibly next year's World Cup after suffering a serious knee injury against Saudi Arabia. The Socceroos have five more qualifiers to secure their place at next year's tournament in Qatar. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a high in the Bight and a low east of Tasmania is bringing cool to cold gusty winds and showers to southeast South Australia, Victoria and southern New South Wales. A trough will lead to thundery showers in tropical northern Queensland. A broad trough over WA will bring some isolated showers. Around the capitals, sunny in Brisbane today, heading for a top of 30 degrees. Windy and partly cloudy in Sydney, 23. Cloudy in Canberra, a top of just 12. A shower or two, 14 in Melbourne. Showers and 11 the top in Hobart. A shower or two clearing in Adelaide, heading for 17 degrees. Sunny in Perth, heading for 26. And less humid and mostly sunny in Darwin, 37 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Monday, the 15th of November, 2021.